Well, hello, friends. Welcome once again. This is uh, Conversations with Alan. My name is Phil, and uh, we have Mariana here hello. with us. Great to see you. Thanks for being here. Thank you. As well. And Alan, thanks yep. for being here again. Absolutely. Great to be here. You know, just thinking it's been uh, it's been a few, I don't know, even a couple of weeks since we've had a chance to get together and had a conversation. So before we jump into anything, just how are we doing? How, how's the last couple of weeks been and what's going on in our lives? Alan, hi, me first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually excited to have this conversation that we will today because it answers this question a lot of what my past few weeks have been because Ooh, there were a, a good tease. The, uh-huh, there was a lot of chaos and I've been practicing these things <laughs> that we're talking about. And what's just generally, where's the chaos coming from in your life? Oh gosh. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to hide anything, but just everywhere. I guess, you know, one of, one of the things I discovered is from my own mind, Ooh, okay. <laughs> you know, it's the internal chaos, the mind everywhere, the monkey mind jumping every direction that there is and putting a leash on my brain has been my spiritual discipline. Okay, here we go. Um, mine's probably been more schedule chaos. Um, just the way I knew this was going to be the case, but this is just a, uh, you know, a season of a month and a half or so of just a lot going on and a lot of preparation, a lot of just things happening ministry wise and family wise. So it was just, I'm kind of in that space of realizing, you know, kind of have been running a marathon and maybe haven't paid attention to certain relationships or things that I should have been. And mm. so, yeah, it's a little bit of, um, trying to f- refocus on some, some things that need attention. Mm. That's, That's good. good. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, yeah, let's maybe dive in a little bit here. This is the sixth part of our, uh, conversation with this, um, specifically just the themes of intimacy with Jesus and, uh, this focus, or at least this conversation, is centered around the practice of Sabbath. So if you can read between the lines of even the question that you guys just answered, <laughs> uh, that was the undercurrent of that. But Alan, why don't you just take a few uh, moments here and just kind of share your heart relative to the concept of Sabbath, uh, even the word Sabbath, just what that kind of yeah. stirs within your heart and mind, and we'll kind of launch from there. Yeah, I really, I think what resonates with me is Sabbath is a gift, I mean, I think it's commanded in scripture, but I think it's it, where we lose um, some of the meaning of it and impact of it is forgetting that it's a gift. It is a gift that God, a rhythm that God invites us into where one day out of seven, we actually stop doing what we were doing the other six days in terms of producing and ought to's. And we actually intentionally create a 24 hour space to enjoy. So we're it, the meaning of the word is to cease from and to in, delight in. It's mm-hmm. kind of a dual meaning. And that's exactly what it is. We're creating space intentionally to give room to delight and enjoyment to things that we actually want to do, that our heart wants to do. And to do that guilt-free. So that's the mm. the gift part of it. Nice. I'm really curious to hear, Alan, and I'll just ask you another question on that. How do you manage it 
internally, because then again, as I already shared, this fight in our brain to practically speaking, I understand the concept of let's let's stop the I have to, I you know, I ought to. How do you process that in your mind? How do you turn it off? Because I know you have a high capacity brain too. How do you take yourself to this place where you make yourself stop? Yeah, I don't know. Every brain is probably different. So what your experience you were describing, I don't, you know, I don't know if I experienced the same way, but I will say for me, something that's been helpful and it's something I got to work even today. I was just thinking I got to work on this even more, but it's like turning off the phone, mm-hmm. not looking at work related emails. Like if I had notifications coming in, it would be impossible. So I have taken off, you know, any notifications for emails on my phone in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that enables me to unplug. I think it was Stetson who said, you know, the, the wonderful thing about having a device that connects you with the whole world is that when you turn off that device, you disconnect from the whole world. Mm-hmm. That's nice. And that is, I think, part of the discipline of Sabbath, right? It's because there's an addictive, I just realized it, it, for me, I'm processing in the evenings because I'm always looking at my phone. Like, what is the, there's something addictive mm. about that. Looking to see if there's another email, like, mm-hmm. what is driving that? And so I think in Sabbath, we almost have to get serious about I'm turning this off because we just, the tendency to reach for our phone is so much a part of us that we have to, in a disciplined, almost harsh way, mm-hmm. say no to that so that our brain can finally be quiet. And the other thought I have, and you know this too, but if a car is driving at 80 miles an hour and you hit the brakes, it doesn't stop right then. There mm-hmm. are skid marks, you know, for a while there's a transition. And when we're not used to this, um, I think our mind is used to when it's been used to 80 mile an hour for a long yeah. time. And then suddenly we stop and say, Hey, I'm gonna have a quiet time or I'm going to do the Sabbath. It'll probably drive us nuts for a while with anxiety and all sorts of things. Like I thought this was supposed to be peaceful. Well, it is persevere. Mm -hmm. It will be, but it's like, we have to relearn it. We have to practice it because we're not used to it. That's so true. Have there, have there been uh, formative people or books or conversations or things that have shaped your thought on Sabbath over the, the years that you've wrestled with this or you've understood it or, uh, yeah, just what kind of things would you point people towards as a way of kind of characterizing that now in your life that maybe was different than the past? Yeah, I mean, there have been a few that have been written that I think are really helpful. Um, one was by uh, Mark Buchanan called The Rest of God. Um, another one was, is John Mark Comer's book, The Relentless um, Elimination Ruthless. of Hurry. Mm-hmm. I almost said the relentless pursuit of hurry, but we don't want that. <laughs> it's the ruthless elimination. That's the other six days. I'm sorry, the ruthless elimination of hurry, uh-huh. not the relentless pursuit of hurry. Um, the ruthless elimination. That's a good really that good one. book where he deals with four practices, um, which would be a great supplement just to the whole course. This experiencing intimacy with Jesus course. 
Um, there's another one out that I haven't read, but I love the author, a guy named A.J. Swoboda, has written on Sabbath too. It just came out in the last year or two. So I feel like there's a mm. lot of, there are a lot of really helpful, you know, resources on it. And uh, those are the resources that probably stirred me to this journey um, to try to figure it out. Mm. And I can acknowledge I still haven't completely figured it out in terms of my work schedule and my rhythm and the uniqueness of that with a Saturday night service and mm-hmm. Sunday, those kind of mm. Saturday being a sort of a half day of work. But so I, I you know, Friday, try I, I try for Friday to be mine. But um, it's still, there are challenges probably with everyone's schedule. And I'm in that same place of, I really want this. And I'm still trying to figure out what it looks like for me. Yeah, just, you know, thinking through these practices, the different kinds of uh, things we've been talking about over, you know, this journey already. And I kind of see, you know, each practice has a has an angle, has a, has a certain thing that it might develop more than others, or, or at least as it relates to my intimacy with Christ or this relationship with Christ, certain practices um, accentuate certain parts of that. So just thinking that through the filter of Sabbath, what do you find when you're able to experience that Sabbath where you truly delight in the Lord and you rest and the fruit of that, that's different than any other practice that we've talked about at this point? Yeah, there's a spaciousness maybe to Sabbath. The other practices feel like I fit them into a, you know, 30 minute Mm -hmm. time thing. You know, there feels like, and I'm in my office and there's a spaciousness and a creativity, I think, that Mm -hmm. Sabbath brings, almost invites us into um, in a, even though every practice has that, you want to make it your own, but there's something about Sabbath that is so personalized that I think that makes Mm. it fun to explore what brings me joy may not bring you, you know, probably won't Mm -hmm. bring other people joy. And so then when you look at it that way, I think then people begin to the light bulb kind of comes on and it doesn't feel like, Oh, this is a command from God. And pastor said, I need Mm. to set one day aside. It's like, what could Sabbath be if, I looked at it as a gift to enjoy and what would I enjoy that gets, I think that gets, it takes it uh, to a new level and it kind of distinguishes it. I feel like from the other three things we've talked about. Yeah. How, how much mm-hmm. planning do you put into this? Like, do you think through Sabbath in the sense of, okay, I'm going to bed, it's Thursday and I know my Sabbath is tomorrow. What are we going to do? Or do you have, man, I, you know, two weeks from now, I'm planning this for my Sabbath. Like when you start dreaming up those ideas of creativity or enjoyment, um, yeah. How much does that play a role? Like intentionality versus just sort of go with the flow. And I know it's different for everybody, but you just, you particularly, what's, what's your rhythm there that you like? Um, it's probably more, uh, I'm not planning two weeks out usually. Uh, It's probably more of a, the week's been so busy. I'm looking forward to Sabbath, but I don't know exactly what I'm going to be doing on it. Um, and that has, you know, pluses, but also probably some minuses too. I think the planning, um, yeah, it's still something that even Raylene and I just kind of, we have to sort of plan and we have expectations going in. And so, you know, there's a, there's a uniqueness to that, Mm. that in this season, even 
trying to figure that out for both of us. What is, how do you put two people together on a Sabbath and what brings life to me may not Mm -hmm. bring life to them. And what does our relationship together look like Mm -hmm. in terms, you know, so, um, there's a, there's a journey, I'd say a complexity, but that sounds a little negative, but there's a journey to this, um, especially in a family or in a relationship, a marriage where it does require Mm -hmm. some communication Mm -hmm. and probably some planning, um, uh, to, to really make it life giving. So we went the other day, uh, a few Sabbaths ago was on a Friday to Estes. And that was something I probably thought of a couple of days ahead of time, but that would be really cool. Take the dogs up there and let's walk around Lake Estes and let's look at the Aspen and just hang out. Mm. Um, so awesome. it's nice when we do have something that we've planned. Cause for me personally, if I do wake up and I don't have anything planned, that's harder for me mm-hmm. to then I feel a pressure to come up with something life giving or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I probably mm-hmm. need a little planning, but I'm not usually two to three weeks out. Mm-hmm. What yeah. about you, Mariana? I, I think for me, the hardest part in, I understand the whole turning off the phone for email, for work, work related stuff, but there's just so much more that is beyond a job that pulls you into, I have to, right. Yep. I'm, I'm done with my work clock out, but oh my gosh, I have to do the laundry. The kids have soccer tomorrow. So I have to wash their, make sure their things are clean. And now oh, I have to do the meal and the, whatever. there's just yeah. obviously so much about life. And that's where I get caught up. Like I, I, I am able to maybe stop the work thoughts, but there's still plenty to take me away into work mode and pro- productivity. I have to make sure to do this. And, and especially because I want to be set up for the next Monday. So I don't start Monday and there's all this stuff piled up. Anyway, that's where it gets messy for me. How the, the planning ahead for me is more in that sense. Like, let me make sure to get some of the house stuff or kids stuff out of the way on some evenings prior so that I can have a day that I truly, um, don't feel like I'm gonna, you know, all the house life, personal stuff will get caught up with me, but also going, going away, even if it's just a park, it doesn't have to be a big trip or anything, go out of the house. So you stop Mm. thinking about all the regular daily life things that has helped me a lot. Just going on walks, taking my kids out somewhere and, that for me is what helps me break the cycle of the, I ought to. That's so good. I think to hearing your story just reminded me of the, the importance of realizing that season of life is such a huge part of this. You know, for me, you know, in my, my stage of life now, three kids out of the home and, you know, Josh in school on Friday, whatever it's, it's a different season than when Raylan and I had, you know, four kids, you know, under 10 or whatever, and just kind of giving ourselves grace, depending on the season we're in. Sometimes Sabbath, I think is easier to navigate and some seasons of life, it's harder to navigate. And I, I think there's grace in that. Um, and maybe it does become more of a six hour Sabbath. Um, if I can just carve out as a mom, let's say if you Mm -hmm. as six hours Mm -hmm. and you work with Daniel and figuring that out, but it really is you time, but it's not 24 hours, but Hey, it's 
it's six, you know, that's yeah. significant. Almost it's the principle rather than getting caught up in the logistics. Right. Because depending on the season of life you're in, it would suddenly be, it could be really feel like a burden. Yeah. I've got to work so hard the day before I'm cooking right. six meals instead of three meals. You know what I mean? Right. You're so exhausted. I just got to sleep all day. I mean, then, then it starts <laughs> <laughs> defeating the purpose of it. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, just recognizing that. Yeah. I think too, when you talk about the flexibility, I think of looking at the rhythms that you, that already exist and recognizing like, oh, look, without even thinking, I realize that every whatever Friday, I do take this time for myself without yep. realizing and acknowledge that that's a good quality time. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah. I think there are many things that we already do yep. and we, but we establish that it should look some, some other way. And so it doesn't recognize that what you already do already follows the, the, the same principle mm -hmm. of rest or whatever. So anyway, I think yep. there, I, I'm starting to recognize those moments too, when I'm just in my backyard with my kids and like, wow, okay, we had some good quality couple hours here where I thought about nothing. That yep. was incredible. Um, and adjusting to like what you said, what's life giving to everybody when you're in a context of family. Um, this is very family heavy. I think if you're single, of course, there are other challenges, but yeah, we're, we're finding ways to incorporate this shared delight. What does it look like for you, Phil? I'm curious, your family, you got yeah. kids. Tell us, and, Phil. Well, we have been... Uh, very fortunate for a significant number of years now, once all my kids ended up in school, um, that basically I'm off on Friday, my wife's off on Friday, and all my kids are in school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so Fridays have become the day. Yep. And it's really, um, before that was happening, yeah, it was a huge challenge. Uh, I, that's a little bit where my question of how intentional are you mm -hmm. was coming from, because it's there's something unique about the Sabbath practice uh, that the the cumulative effect of missing it or or not having it happen like that for me that's sort of what happens it's you get two or three or four weeks out and you're like wow i haven't we haven't had this moment together with god where we're present to each other we're present to the lord we're hearing from him we're in beauty we're experiencing this we're not working and the impact of that's pretty substantive in our in our life so yeah, yeah that's it's been something we've we've tried to hold on to quite a bit a uh, lot of nature for us um uh, we just, we really connect well. And there's something about, uh, maybe it's the nature of our work, but uh, if I can sort of leave the the area, it, it helps me to not think about things yep. that are going on. Yeah. And so, yeah, getting out of town, going to the mountains. Uh, we were up at Essos uh, last week too, probably yep. a very similar nice. uh, time and space looking at the fall colors. And yeah, it's just, it's amazing how God uses that to kind of speak and lead and connect. So, yeah. uh, and I love this. I think you said this early, earlier too, on the idea of, of enjoyment and delight and using that as a framework for, mm -hmm. uh, to even, you know, uh, do things and try things and, and use the Sabbath as a place of, of creativity and exploration and um, not sort of defining a ritualistic thing. Right. Some people may find life in that, but if it's more about there are things for us to explore on Sabbath that maybe we haven't even explored yet and what would it look like to do that or that. So it's really a fun uh, opportunity to, to dream and explore. I love that. So, okay, last last question I'll throw out to you, Alan. Um, so in that vein of kind of what I was saying about the cumulative effect of, of 
of maybe not practicing that and sort of letting that be this motivation. I feel like some of the practices we've talked about, the reality is if, if it doesn't happen Monday morning, well, I can do it Monday night or I'll get around to it Tuesday morning or maybe Tuesday afternoon, I'll take a little at lunch. And we have these moments where I can kind of step into these practices, but for lack of a better word to say, the failure rate on Sabbath is pretty high. <laughs> uh, how, how can you encourage yourself? How do you encourage people listening? Just as it just feels like the one that we want to get to so much is the hardest one sometimes for us to go mm. and do. And where does the encouragement for you to, to keep moving forward rather than just like, ah, it's not worth the effort because I'm not going to do it anyways. Yeah. I think that's such a great question. I think realizing how much we need it. And that's probably when I talk to people, you can tell the idea of a day or even 12 hours or six hours where they got to do what they wanted to do. It's so appealing that hopefully there's a heart longing in people to say, I need this. My soul needs this. My relationships need this. Let's figure it out. Um, but I agree. It is the hardest one because of the amount of time it takes. Mm -hmm. And so I think giving a grace to start, I don't know, start small, start six hours, start with mm -hmm. just a Sunday afternoon from noon to six or whatever. But um, even moving that direction, um, is a win, right? Even if it's not technically 24 hours, we don't want to get into that legalism that the, the heart of it is rest. The heart of it is, is space for enjoyment and whatever we can do to move that direction. Even if right now in our stage of life, it seems impossible. And I would look at your situation and think, man, that would be really challenging. Um, it I think it's worth trying to figure out yeah. um, how we can move that direction um, and create mini Sabbaths, if you will. Um, M-I-N-I, smaller Sabbaths, um, but just to taste of and experience that. Yeah. I think as with many things in life, it's how, how bad do you want this? <laughs> you know, it's a high price to pay. I don't need any persuading that this would be a good thing. Like, oh yeah, of course it's going to be amazing, but it's difficult to establish, but how bad do I want it? And I think for me, it, you know, a month and a half ago, I was about going crazy, which in fact, I think I talked to both of you when we recorded the stillness <laughs> episode here, I was like, rrr, rrr, rrr. it was making me anxious to listen to my own voice on that <laughs> one episode. Cause I was going nuts. <laughs> it sometimes it takes you getting to that point and you're like, I don't want to be like that crazy lady on the podcast. And I need to do something about this. And that's, I think, my most recent, I've gone through this a few times, but my most recent was this one. Like, this has to change. Hmm. Yep, that a lot of times it's pain that moves us to actually yep. take steps. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it's yep. burnout, it's exhaustion, it's whatever happens, and we hope it doesn't get to that point. But sometimes that is the, we hit a wall before we, actually yeah. give priority to rest. Mm -hmm. uh, and don't you think too, there's, there's part of this in the, uh, in the vein of trusting God, right? So part of it is the, the fruit that I experienced. I need this. I need this part of this is just, am I really trusting God that the things that I don't get to in this moment, I will be able to still do them effectively tomorrow, or they're going to happen without me or whatever. Yeah. Um, but part of this, I think, uh, it's not as exciting, but I think part of this is is this trusting God and allowing 
our lives to be centered around six days of productivity rather than never stopping. Yeah. That's such a great point. It ultimately becomes a faith issue. Can I trust that? Yeah. I don't have to look at work related things (laughs) for a period of time and the, the, the world is going to keep, the universe is going to keep going and (laughs) God is still in charge. Um, yeah, it becomes a faith journey. That's good. Well, hopefully we have a great week and a great Sabbath. Yay. Amen. (laughs) All right, everybody. Take care. Thanks. Thanks.